Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. I'm going to read some couple of scripture from the book of Genesis chapter 1. We are reading from verse 9. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called east seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after its kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after its kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. I will jump down to verse 20. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great wells, and every living creature that moveth, which the water brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the sea, and let the fowl multiply in the earth, and the evening and the morning, the fifth day. Verse 24, And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after its kind, cattle and creeping things, and beasts of the earth after its kind, and was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our own image. And then we go to verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. The Lord bless the reading of his word to our heart in Jesus' name. Now, I know we've read a long portion of the scripture today. And what we've done essentially is to read the portion of Genesis chapter 1 where it talked about the creation of living things. We're looking at the story of the whole Bible. And up till now, we've really been focusing on God creating the universe in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. What we want to do today essentially is to move on to the creation of living things. Obviously, God created the heavens and the earth. God created light. God created, asked firmament to move to one side, and God also made great light and all those things and all those things. But what we want to focus upon today is really to move on and see when God created living things. Because just like the firmament declared the glory of God, we are going to see, remember, this is all about God. This is God's story. This is God's history. But before we go on, I want to read Matthew chapter 22. Because it gives us, you know, a summary of the reason why people do go into error with respect to trying to interpret the scripture. And then with respect to trying to conform the scripture to, you know, mainstream science so-called. Matthew chapter 22 from verse 29 to 32. Now, let me actually give us a foundation to this scripture. This was when the Sadducees came because they wanted to try Jesus. They wanted to catch him. They wanted to derail him. And the Lord Jesus exposed the error of the Sadducees. You know, they came with this 
word of wisdom. And I see that a lot when you start discussing and conversing with people with respect to the source of the universe, the creation of the universe. People think they have wisdom. What about this? What about that? And that was exactly what the Sadducees were trying to do with Jesus. They came and they, they, they came with, with, with a scenario of a woman that was married by seven brothers and they brought up this issue. And this was the Lord Jesus answering them. And so we are going to read that again, Matthew chapter 22, verses 29 to 32. And Jesus answered and said unto them, You do hear, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And today, we want to look at the God of the living. Yes, we've seen God created the material world, the non-living things. But I want you to understand that our God is the God of the living. And the Lord Jesus told the, the, the Sadducees, is that they were in error. You do err. And that is why people go into error in interpreting the scripture and in following popular you know, opinion. We go into error because we don't know the scripture. That's what the Lord Jesus said. He said they err not knowing the scripture and not knowing the power of God. And essentially, we try to conform the scripture to other belief, or we think there is a need for us to help God, that there is a need for us to misinterpret the scripture and conform it to popular belief. When we feel that need and we try to be start, you know, changing, you know, well-established truth of the word of God, we do that for two reasons, not knowing the scripture. And number two, not knowing the power of God. It is when we separate the reality of God and the reality of the power of God, that is when we will begin to begin to feel the need and the pressure for us to conform the word of God to popular belief. But when we know the scripture, and when we understand the power, the person, the power, and the purpose of God, we will see that there is absolutely no, there, there is no conflict with the scripture. The scripture is the scripture, and the scripture doesn't need our help. Okay? We, there's nothing in the revelation of the scripture that we need to be ashamed of. When we understand this scripture, and when we understand the power of God, and then the Lord Jesus said, concerning resurrection, <laughs> and he said, have you not read that it was spoken, saying that God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, that God is not the God of the dead, but he is the God of the living. So tonight, we want to see the God of the living. Okay, because previously we have looked at the material universe. You remember when we read Romans, I mean, Psalm, not Romans, Psalm 19. Remember when we read Psalm 19 verses 1 and 2 in New Living Translation. He said, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. The sky displays its craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. So the material universe, the sky the planet, the solar system, you know, the galaxies, the universe. The Bible says that they display God's handiwork. They are God's workshop. When we look at them, we see the person, the power, the purpose of God. Day after day, they are God's, they are God's you know, as it were, a billboard. They speak. Unfortunately, 
mainstream science want to shut them out with lies and we must not allow that day after day they continue to speak and night after night they make him known the real science true science is not against god true science actually make us to realize the glory and the power and the wisdom of our god okay but today we look at the living proclaiming that glory of God. Yeah, we have seen the material world proclaiming the glory of God. We have seen the material world making him known. But today we want to look at the living. Just like those material world, those heaven, just like they proclaim the glory of God, I want you to know that the living actually even much more loudly proclaim the glory of God. And that is what we want to do today. God is the God of the living. The God that proclaims that created, wow, the God that created the material world is the same God that created the living things. And if looking at the material world, we saw the glory of God, we saw the wisdom of God, and we saw the sheer impossibility for this to have come out of chance or by Big Bang. Now, when we look at the living, even much more, we see the glory of God. Even much more, we see the power of God. Even much more, we see the wisdom of God. Even much more, we see that it is impossible for all this to have come out by chance. There is an intelligent designer. There is God behind what we see. Let's read Psalm 139. Psalm 139 verse 14. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous I thy work and my soul knoweth right well. Praise the Lord. Let's look at those two words, fearfully and wonderfully. That word fearfully means to revert, to revert, dreadful, astonishment. There is something when we begin to look at the living things. There's there's an astonishment, there's an awe. He said, I was fearfully, fearfully, there is an awe, there is an astonishment, okay, that when we begin to look, I mean, we were in awe, we were in astonishment when we were looking at the material universe, but even much more when we look at living things. The psalmist said, the psalmist understand that, that it was fearfully and wonderfully made. What about that word wonderful? Wonderful means to be distinct, to be marked out, to be distinguished. Wow, wow. The living things are marked out. They are distinguished. They are marked out. They are distinct. Hallelujah. Wonderfully, fearfully, and wonderfully made. And we are looking at the wonders. The wonders and the glory of the galaxy are not to be compared to the miracle of living things. I mean... It's, it's great wonders out there. We've looked, we just touched the tips of the iceberg, looking at the, the mass, looking at the movement, looking at the sizes. We know we've, we've looked at all those things and they, they are wonderful. They are fearful. Hallelujah. But when we begin to look at living things, the wonder and the glory that they bring, that they reveal, that they express, that they herald of our God, is not even anywhere to be compared. <laughs> I mean, what we saw in the universe, in the galaxy, in the material galaxy, cannot even be compared today. So we want to look at the God of the living. The God of the living. God, the God that created the universe. The God that created the planet, the galaxy, the universe. It is the God that created living things, that created the plants, 
that created the animals that created man. And you know, it's interesting that when we read that Genesis chapter 1, he actually gave that to us in stages. We read Genesis chapter 1. Remember, we have read from verse 9. So verse 9 to 13, we saw where God actually created plants. We are talking about living things. We saw where God created plants. We saw how God commanded that dry ground land should appear. And God commanded that the land will bring forth grass, herb yielding field, uh, yielding seed, and so on and so on and so on. We saw that in Genesis chapter 1 verses 9 to verse 13. And then when we jumped out to verse 20, we saw how God began to create animals. Animals and fish, animals in the sea and animals on land. We saw how God created us, starting from verse 20. And when God created them, the living things, the plant, the animal, and finally human being, God commanded them to be fruitful and to multiply. But in verse 20 to verse 23, we saw how God created animals. Okay, and also moving to verse 24. So, animals in the sea and animals on land. Okay, and then in verse 26, we saw how God started saying, let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness. And in verse 27, he said, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him, male and female created Adam. So we are going to look at the glory. You know, remember, we are not, we, our, our focus in talking about these living things was the same focus we had when we were looking at the universe because they are proclaiming, they are God's, we are God's handiwork, we are God's craftsman, we are God's billboard. And that when we look closely to these living things, it tells us something about the glory of our God. The God of the living things. The plants, the animals, and man. And God did not confuse it. God did not confuse animals with man. Okay, it is the mainstream science. And, and, and I would like to call it now. It, let's just get the rogue science. Let's use that. It's the rogue science that wants us to believe that man is an ape. It is the rogue science that wants us to believe that man developed from ape. God did not have, the Bible does not have that, 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 that confusion. God created plants. <laughs> God created animals, animals in the sea, animals on land, and God created man. And the creation of man was in a class of his office. So we are not going to talk about that tonight. The creation of man was in a class on his own. There was no confusion. There was no evolution. There was no evolutionary confusion. There was no confusionary evolution. God created plants, period. God created animals in the sea, animals on land, period. And God created man. He created man, he created woman, period. There was no com- confusion about it. But we want to look at it. I mean... The Bible says, and I've quoted it in the book of Romans chapter 3, that it is when people are said to be wise that they become full. I mean, when you look, I mean, when you look, you don't even have to be a science. When you look at the complexity, like the psalmist said, fearfully and wonderfully. When you look at the fearfully and the wonderfully. <laughs> wow! When you look at the fearfully and the wonderfully of the living things, it points only to one conclusion, there is a divine, there is an intelligent designer. 
behind this. They could not come by chance and they could not come by evolution. I will read some couple of things here out for you about God, the God of the living things. The simplest organism, the simplest organism, the one cell organism, we call them simple organism. And you will see that this organism that we call simple organism are nothing but simple. <laughs> they are nothing but simple. But we have one cell organism, we call them simple organism, like amoeba, like algae. Simple living organism. The simplest organism is a masterpiece of miniaturized complexity, which when compared to our modern spaceship, make our modern spaceship and computer rather low-tech. You need to understand that most of the things we call technology and we are raving about today are actually patterned after, after what we have learned from living things. You need to understand that. We are discovering the handwork of God, the wisdom of God after him. If only science will be humble, it will learn more. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? If only science will be humble, it will learn more. But thank God there are many humble scientists. Don't misunderstand me. You understand we are talking about this rogue science, so-called. This mainstream science, so-called, that have made it their goal to exclude God. Those are the ones we are, we are talking about. The simplest organism is a masterpiece of mysterious complexity which makes a spaceship seem rather low-tech. Understand what I'm saying here. God created it. I mean, it's, it's a little wonder that our computer didn't come out of chance. <laughs> our computer, our, our internet, our, they didn't come out of evolution, but we do. Yeah? It is a misnomer to call them simple cell <laughs> because they are so sophisticated. Yes, they are small. Yes, they have one cell. But they are so sophisticated. Remember, we are talking about God. The God of the living. The God of the living. And we are even talking about the simplest of the living things. And, and straight away, we are beginning to see that they are not simple. They are telling us something about God. We are still going to come and talk about man separately. But let's look at man. Do you know that in our body, science tells us there are about 75 trillion living cells. So this simple cell, this single simple one cell that we said is a miniaturized, computerized, you know, sophisticated. <laughs> wow! Your body doesn't contain 100,000, 1 million of them, of these high-tech cell, human body, your body, contains, science tells me, the true science tells me, <laughs> that it contains 75 trillions of such cell in an average man. Are you following what I'm saying? And each one of these cells <laughs> is made up of tiny group of atom core protein. And in each cell, science tells us there are as many as two 100 trillion tiny groups of atoms called protein molecule. In other words, listen to me, in other words, your cell is a micro-universe. Each single cell is a micro-universe in itself. And your body contains 75 trillions of those. 
I'm talking about God. And this is what the rogue science, this is what the mainstream science want me to believe just came out by accident or by evolution. Again, I wonder why our cars didn't come out of evolution. I wonder why our functioning car, why our functioning, you know, laptop, our functioning, you know, internet, our functioning, you know, why didn't they come out of evolution? I, I really don't know. Our, our functioning fridge, I wonder why they didn't come out of evolution, but we can. We are talking about God. We are talking about the God of the living thing. And that is the God that we, we encounter in Genesis chapter 1. What about DNA? Every single one of these simple cells that your body contains 75 trillion of them, each of which contain <laughs> about 200 trillions of protein, each one of these cells have DNA. And the DNA strand carries information that builds that, that body. Information, hereditary information from your parents, from your father, from your mother. And this DNA builds you. Each 74, each, it's not 74 now, each 75 trillion cell in a man's body contains the information find, found in all other cells. Each, each cell, each of these 75 trillion so each of them actually have the same information that is contained in each of them. Each has all the data that is needed for building you physically. But do you know interesting thing is that each cell will only make use of the information they need for the part of the body that they belong. <laughs> I mean, this is fearful. This is wonderful. <laughs> We are talking about God. The psalmist says, I was fearfully and wonderfully made. If only the rogue scientists, if only the mainstream scientists will be humble. They are in error, not knowing the scripture and not knowing the power of God. But it's an error that they intentionally bring themselves into. I think we need to stop. We are going to come back. We are, we are, we are going to come back to this because I... I cannot continue. I just want to say, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Great are you, Lord. I just want to sing. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Greatly to be praised. Greatly to be praised, Father, you reign. Great are you, Lord. Greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised, Father, you reign. Listen, if you are born again, this is your Father. This is your God. This is the God that you serve. And if you are not born again, this is the God that loves you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. This is the God that came after you. This is the God that wants you to come and spend eternity with him. But there is only one way to enter into the kingdom of God. There is no two ways. If you go, look, if you go to, to a ticketed program, theater or something, you have to get a ticket. You have to go through the one entrance. God loves you. God loves you. Please don't go to hell. God loves you. 
He wants you to come and spend eternity with him. And he has provided the ticket. The ticket is Jesus. He has paid the price. All you need to do is to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Believe in him. Ask him to come in and be your Lord and Savior. He will come in. You will be saved. You will become a child, a daughter, a son of God. And you will spend eternity with him when all this is over. Do it today. And if you are a Christian, this is your God. This is the power of your God. Let faith arise from the inside. Let faith arise. Meditate upon this God until you know that you know that you know that you know that if God be for me, who can be against me? We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.